Welcome to Rockstar Today, the podcast that helps musicians quit their day jobs. Show notes can be found on rockstartoday.com forward slash podcast. You will also find a link to sign up to the Rockstar Today Backstage Pass Facebook group. And now your host, Randall. So welcome to Rockstar Today, the podcast where we help musicians quit their day jobs. So we're here with Gabriela. Gabriela, we have a kind of interesting story because we met in Las Vegas at the Hard Rock Cafe Hotel and Resort, where you performed in front of 1,200 people. You obviously killed it. You nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody loved it. Uh, but it wasn't a concert, per se. It was a business event where entrepreneurs get to basically learn about uh, not only how to create a business that makes them money, but how to give back. I really enjoyed your performance. It was great. There's a long history of of how you got to this point where you're actually singing in front of so many people in Las Vegas. So let's kind of go back to your kind of your origin story, like your superhero yeah. origin story. You picked up the violin like really young, like oh, the yeah. age of six, right? Yeah, I was six years old um, and I, I saw this concert of Angèle Dubois. I don't know if you know this uh, violinist, but she is great. She's one of the best violinists in the world. And after the show, I told my mom, I need to get a violin right now. And the next morning I had a violin in my hand and I asked my mom to not let go. I asked her to always make me uh, keep my discipline. Mm -hmm. uh, so I worked, I worked. Sometimes I didn't want to work because when you're seven, you don't want to do uh, a 30 minutes rehearsal every every day. Uh, but I... I First, I didn't like the violin because it was so hard, but I, I kept on going and this is the best gift I, I've ever had to, to stay focused. And when you had that violin in your hand the first time, and you just hit the strings, how did that make you feel? Oh, well, the first time it made me feel really horrible because yeah. it's really hard. <laughs> it doesn't sound anything it, like it uh, sounds, what, what you heard. When you can make a gr great sound, mm -hmm. it can take three years, four years. So th this is what's really hard with with violin. When you have a piano, it doesn't sound like it. You can just hit a note and it it will be perfectly tuned. But you need to uh, really rehearse your ear until you know where to hit the note. So this is interesting because because once you got it, then it helps you to be become a better musician in all way, in all the ways because you can you can uh, grab your guitar and you know the core of music, so it's easier after. So it kind of speaks a lot about your personality to, to actually practice something where you won't get better for years and years. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't do that right now. Yeah. I'm happy that, that I got to do this at six. And then, <laughs> but it took you five years more before you started singing. Well, I always, I, I used to sing all the time. Um, but you want to know the funny story of it? It's just because when you're six, everybody wants to be or a princess or, or a singer or an actress. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be different. This is the only reason. Um, but I loved singing. And I realized after a couple of years that I wanted to do both. And I broke my finger when I was 11. So I started to sing. Uh, plus, I was in the jungle in Costa Rica for, for a few months. I didn't have my violin, so I decided, decided to sing. And that's great because what I like about both instruments is that uh, you express your personality. Uh, it, it, it comes from your body, you know. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I really enjoyed to do both. It's, it's emotions coming bottled from within. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for all the people yeah. listening, I just want to say that I'm French, Canadian, and this is a really great exercise for me to speak uh, English. <laughs> yeah, and just, just for context, we're actually recording uh, in my parents' house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you happen to be, I guess you're recording today, or... Yes, studio, yes, my studio is in uh, Saint-Luc-sur-Richelieu. Uh, um, I record uh, at my uh, friend's house. Uh, we work together uh, f since five years now. And five years ago, I couldn't speak a word uh, English. So <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <Here> wow. <I'm. laughs> so you're 11 years old. By now, you're singing, you're playing the violin. But you end up getting your success or the beginning of your success not in saint jean sur richelieu but out in europe so how did that happen you said you were discovered so what's the story behind that mm -hmm. what, what did you do to get noticed what is success that's a good question because success for me is my, my goal is to be known for for my original songs mm -hmm. so this was a kind of success the voice but i got known with a song from Coldplay, so I still, I still want to achieve something that I haven't yet. Mm -hmm. But I released my first album just right before The Voice, and uh, when The Voice happened, uh, everything changed. Uh, I got to travel the world, to have followers, uh, to have a certain kind of influence that I didn't have, and to to have the choice to decide with who I wanted to work with. Mm. Um, so this changed a lot for me. So just for context, in case people don't know, uh, you were on The Voice in, in France. In France, yeah. Called uh, La Plus Belle Voix, or the, the Most Beautiful Voice. Yeah. Is their, their title. And you sang, uh, well, one of the songs you sold, sang is Coldplay. Scientist, yeah. The Scientist, which, interestingly enough, your website says you 10 million views, but right now... As of today, you're 35.5 million views. Oh, this is only one video because you have many videos on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. Actually, it, so, it must be at 200 million right now, which is <laughs> surprising, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, actually, right now we are... Uh, this is the video that got the most views in all the history of The Voice in France. Really? Okay. And <laughs> how come did that happen? It's just... I Three years ago, I... I, I was just in my room rehearsing. I'm still rehearsing in my room, but it, it just everything changed. So what was the process? I mean, we're trying to help uh, musicians kind of get noticed. Yeah. Uh, you went from relatively just, you know, playing in your room to being on mm -hmm. this international stage and having millions of views on YouTube. How did you get discovered? Like, who f did you seek out? Did you apply for the show or did somebody find you? No. Um, actually, I studied in music... Uh, in private all my life with violin but then after I studied in CEGEP mm -hmm. in the uh, in the music and uh, music business uh, which is three years and I met my manager today who was my teacher uh, teaching me uh, how how business works in music so uh, we got along well and uh, I worked I worked we found a label and uh, we we made the first album but nothing was happening yet uh, from the public eyes because um, it, it's weird because you need to have something so people could be interested mm -hmm. but to have something sometimes you need that people are interested 
the egg so and you the can have something. It's the egg and the chicken. Like. So yeah, so I was uh, performing in this little bar in Paris, and I was at the right time, the right moment. It happens, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I worked hard before, and some somebody uh, asked me if I wanted to do the voice. And I said no. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah, for six months because I wanted to release my album. I wanted I wanted to to write songs, and I I, I wasn't interested in the, in the covering songs. Mm -hmm. But then my album got released. I didn't know what would happen because I the label I was into. Um, how do you say that in English? If it's fight, they went broke. They went they bankrupt. Went broke. Yeah, so. I didn't know what to do. I said yes. And then it happened. And it was a really, really amazing performance and uh, experience, sorry. And because of that, the first album got the chance to live. Mm -hmm. And I toured with this album for 130 shows. Across Europe and across... Uh... Uh, Europe, uh, Canada and the United States also for private events just like, uh, like in Thrive. Las Vegas. Yeah, yes. have... So that's kind of interesting. So you... You went from, obviously, you did, You weren't an overnight success because you had to work very hard from oh, yeah. a young age to practice your craft. Yeah. Then you you put yourself out there. So you were singing in this little place. What's the name of the place that you were singing at? Uh, where? In, in Paris when you got discovered. Oh, it was the Disney bar, uh, the, the country bar in Disney. Oh, really? Uh, the, the Bob Saloon. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So you're you're putting yourself out there and you're just basically paying your dues and because of your talent you eventually found the offer how, how did it feel on the voice like you said how you did not you said no because you didn't want to perform covers and other people's music so how difficult was that to 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 because you, you had to compromise a little bit but it was a, a sh it was a compromise with a master plan yeah is yeah, to yeah, get yeah. your your original music known so how yeah. did that so it worked out exactly um the experience, I, I, I couldn't wish for something better. It went really well. Um, but what's the most interesting part is the personal part that I got the chance to travel. Now I have a, a, an apartment in Paris. I traveled, I think, 30 times to go to Paris since then. Mm -hmm. um, but also I got the chance to meet new people in Paris and my whole sound changed. So I started to write in French also writing in English at the same time and to discover a new sound. So it's not only doing the show, getting millions of views, but also um, discovering a new place. Yeah, connections, uh, a new team. Uh, it, it, it was really fulfilling. Can we say that? Fulfilling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the, the, the thing, the trick is that this is amazing but now people still know me for the voice mm -hmm. and that's a bigger challenge that I need to achieve is that now I will release soon an, another album and now I want it to, to, to be, that be your identity. bigger than this two minutes of yeah. my life I lived because people, people always um, come back to this but it was two minutes of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so... Just to finish off, maybe it's the voice. How was it? You were, I guess, they train you while you're you're there. They they no. help you with the arrangements, or do they give you well, any help? Yes, but no, it's not like a star academy thing okay. when you're in a loft and you have teachers and everything. Um, once you're in Paris, you do the recording, 
and then you can go back to Canada and come back. So um, yes, I, I had help from uh, co coach, uh, voice <laughs> coaches, and uh, my my coach from the voice. But if I haven't done all this work before, I would have just not nailed it. <laughs> mm. And how was the how was the feeling between competitors on the show? Was it uh, cutthroat, or were you you know? cheering each other on and cheering yeah yeah it, it was so stressful and we all knew that everybody was living the same thing mm -hmm. that may not be coming back after so yeah we 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 were blessed and not uh pushing and uh trying to 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 yeah to uh kill the other one <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah. and i find you probably have friends for life because you've experienced something like you were in the trenches at the same time yeah But I find that also what's interesting about reality TV shows, if that's what a musician wants to do, that's the path they want to take. For you, it's it's it was a launching pad. But what I find interesting is if I look at, I, I don't really watch uh, reality TV. Just you have don't... to know something. I don't yeah. either. And I didn't know the rules of the, the show mm -hmm. before I got into The Voice. So <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, but what I, I did at one point, I have to admit, watch uh, American Idol when it first came out. And I, I found it was an interesting concept. I, yeah. I'm into music. But they have more structures. Okay. You know, they, they yeah. are more filmed. They are in a place, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I think they, yeah. they get coached and they, yeah. they work with someone. And what I found interesting is that most of the winners, you never hear from them again. No. Not all. The first ones, yes. They've got on to become big pop stars. But a lot of times, the subsequent winners don't really... They kind I of just disappear. I love the fact that you say that because I hate when people say, it's so sad that you didn't win. Mm -hmm. God, I want everything I could. Yeah. You know? So I, I feel you. I just think of uh, Adam Lambert. That was yeah. probably the last year I watched it. Okay. And he came in second. This was a long time ago. Yes. So, I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> it I, was like 10 I, years ago. Yeah, I select better, better shows right now. <laughs> More that are better. So... I found it interesting that he's the one that got, you know, he's touring with Queen. He's uh, has his own solo stuff. He's, he's even in Glee. So that was a launching pad for him. But by not winning, I think it was even better. Yeah. Because yeah. you said that you, you need to detach yourself from that because that was just one part of your journey. Yeah. It's yeah, an integral totally. part of your journey. It's going to be part of your identity, mm -hmm. but it's just a launching pad for something bigger. Mm -hmm. So. And sometimes what public wants, mm -hmm. it's not the, the same as what um the, the judges the, wants yeah, yeah yeah and the program and everything so you need to be careful also because it's just a tv show you know some people maybe they start hairdresser and mm -hmm. just try to sing and it works for them good for them but some people are uh, their destiny is to do music and sometimes we in tv shows we don't realize it until after Because right now you do music full-time. You've quit your day job. Not only full-time. I'm doing it <laughs> over at time. night, overtime. Yeah. <laughs> so when was that point where you went from trying to survive and make music, which is your passion, and be able to do it full-time? When was that cutting point? Well, I decided when I finished uh, my school that no matter what, I would just invest on my career and go. Mm -hmm. But I... I used to teach music, um, I used to sing in bars, just like a, a lot of musicians do. Um, now I admit that I don't make a lot of money, but I, I live well. Mm -hmm. and, uh, 
and the thing is that you can you can decide to do other things but if you really want to do music i think you need to be st focused and stay in the same um in the same pattern you know if you teach music you're still your mind is still into music mm -hmm. if you play whatever if even Could if it's 10 people your mind is still into music you're so I, you keep practicing your craft yeah as you, go you, along. you can go busking in the street but it will be the same intention mm -hmm. so uh, i decided to do that and uh, if i decided to work in a restaurant it, it wouldn't have worked because i don't have a plan b <laughs> Well, how did you get into Disney World? That's an interesting question. The the label that I I don't know how it's called this uh, word bankruptcy. That's true. Yeah, the bankrupt label. The bankrupt label. I love it. Uh, before uh, when when it was still open, they asked me if I had songs for a country artist in France. Mm -hmm. uh, her name is Sophie Tapi, and I had uh, songs that I wrote a few years ago. So I decided to to suggest these songs and we had to do it uh, together uh, on her album and her album release was at the Billy Bob okay. Billy Bob Music uh, Country mm -hmm. Club whatever so did you only play once and that's when they found you yeah wow yeah my first time in France go let's go I believe in dreams I believe that something is gonna happen and then it happened do you use a visualization techniques do you visualize this is the best, but you know it because you speak to a lot of speakers. Yes. You talk with a lot of speakers and you, you saw conferences about success and this is the most important things. If you think that your tour will be bad, it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. If you think that you are the, the best songwriter ever, you're going to write good songs, but don't it's, be... It's about mindsets. Don't stay humble, yeah. <laughs> no? but you need to have a great mindset. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot at the, at the conference about mindset, which was, and I go to a lot of conferences or at least a couple a year uh, like this, where it's different entrepreneurs come and speak and mindset is so important Yeah. because um, even before I, I also speak on stage and it's, it's a performance mm. and I have to visualize myself. Actually, I'm visualizing the crowd and how they're responding to me. And when yeah. I do that, it makes, it kind of takes the pressure off because I'm, I've projected what I'm going to do yeah. and I just do it. My, yeah. my brain follows yeah, what I've already to told you. you talk your brain it. that this is going to be good. Yeah. So wow. Totally. So one time and you you get this one break and that gives you this yes. journey. Yes. I remember two years ago, I was doing a club in, uh, a show in um, at the Club Soda. Yes. Uh, in Montreal. It's a Montreal. Uh, yeah. For the Jazz Fest. I had a lot of pressure um, because there were a lot of people um critics and everything and I didn't tell myself before that this show was going to be good so I I was stressed and finally this was the worst show I've done it, it wasn't that bad but I felt like it you didn't give your full yeah. performance and since then I meditate all the time and I I just create a whole energy mm -hmm. around me uh, of po positive vibes it's the most important do you do this right before the show or the day of the show? I decided to do it full time of my life. No, but the where you create this but bubble of yeah, energy. Yeah, you, I meditate. Do you do it right before a show or do you do it during the day? Or uh, Well, I, I put myself in good condition. I, I sleep well. I don't mm -hmm. drink. But right before the show with my musician, we do three ums um, to feel all the vibration, to feel that we are on in the tune? same 
Yeah, in tune, in sync, exactly. Mm -hmm. Just like when you when you tune chord uh, strings, and uh, since we do that, um, all the shows are really more um, in sync, in sync together. Because yeah. uh, we are all energy. Exactly, but and how you... come don't we talk all the time about this? Because this is the the main purpose of life, energy. And uh, I mean, I saw your performance and it was clear that you had this, this joyful energy as you're bouncing around the stage and, and it was great. And I find that, uh, like what you said, there's a, it's a great counsel for new musicians starting is to work on getting that positive energy and, and cultivate that before going on stage. I was just at an event and they're talking about public speaking, Michael Port, great trainer for public speaking. And he says that in the Navy SEALs, they say, uh, you will not rise up to the occasion. You will fall back on your training. So yeah, if, if you and I were to go, I, I, I would never go to war. But let's say we, were, we had to go to war. They give us a gun and, and you have to go there. And you're hearing I all these things. I wouldn't these, like it. <laughs> well, first of all, we wouldn't know what to do, right? No, we'd probably no. not survive very long because we'd fall back on our training, which is none. Yeah, yeah, totally. But if you're a Marine and you've been doing this, you don't even think about it. You fall back on your training, you don't rise up. Like, you're not going to suddenly say, I'm just going to save the whole world yeah. just because I'm empowered right now. Yeah. But So the, is... it's the same thing with uh, with musicians. You, yeah. You're not going to go up on stage and all of a sudden rise up because you're in front and suddenly get inspired to play good. Exactly. When when you discipline yourself, anything could happen. You, you know, I, I, I broke my violin once on stage, but I still knew how to run the show. Mm -hmm. But once you know that you can do whatever you want, if some elements aren't there no more, you get more relaxed. And then because you're more relaxed, you don't, you, you don't mess up. And this and is a whole circle. It's a whole circle and it shows the confidence to the yeah. crowd, which, come, uh, which makes your performance yeah. more real. Yeah, the, the crowd is not stupid. People are not stupid. People know when it's authentic, when it's real, when it's well-prepared. Even improvisation, it's prepared because you get to spend hours and hours and hours just improvising to make sure that it still sounds good when you improvise on stage. It's a flow it's, that you practice. Yeah. And, and what's funny is that so many people about the voice, let's say, thought that I just decided to go on stage and perform uh, and I got it like that, but they, they don't maybe realize all the time it takes. Um, I remember I got this weird message from a violinist. I don't remember her name, but she was like, this girl goes on stage and she plays a couple of notes and suddenly she's a millionaire and she gets all the, uh, all the intention, <laughs> uh, attention, sorry. While us violinists, real musicians, we are trying to work, but we are in the shadow and everything. This is not true. This is not true. Discipline is everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And believing. And putting yourself out there. Yeah. And, and even like you said, like even the going on a show like that is maybe not ideal for your, what you want to do, but it's a, a vehicle that brought you there. So yeah. it might be performing in clubs that you don't really want to be in, or it might be uh, doing corporate shows or um, like for you now, where do you find as, as the best way to practice your craft do you perform more live do you do more of the do you do corporate gigs or um corporate gigs i, I love it because you you get to meet people one-on-one -on -one. Yeah, i love it um but it, it's still 
taking the time to stay alone <laughs> in mm. your room. I put myself an alarm uh, one hour and I don't look at my phone and I just just do uh, scales. Uh, I practice my singing uh, because when you don't take the time for yourself, you are always surrounded by people, always, always, always. And it's easy to seem so busy that you cannot do this, but actually this is... If you don't take this time part. for yourself, then nothing will happen in every part of it. You, you touched on something very, very good. And I want to repeat it just so that the listeners could actually practice this because it will change their life. Mm -hmm. No matter what you do, is that one hour. When you wake up, you do not check your messages, notifications, emails, phone calls, nothing for the first hour. I don't say that I'm the best though, you know? Yeah. But, but if, you, if you tell yourself this... You know, if you do one hour a day for, let's say, say for for one month, it's 30 hours you spend not looking at anything else and just just trying to focus on your purpose. And it's there's a difference between there's a difference between uh, being busy and doing things that that are important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you feel like you don't have time, but actually what's important for, for what you want to achieve? Achieve. I'm reading this book, book right now. It's a priority au priority. What's the priority of the priority? Okay. <laughs> and, and this is it. It's... Well, what, what you just said is also, I heard it from uh, Brendan Burchard, who was on stage at Archangel about a couple weeks ago. And he mentioned this, that if you just take this one rule about not checking your phone, and he doesn't even say like working on music or anything. It could be uh, taking 20 minutes to uh, exercise maybe sitting down and organizing your thoughts of what the important things you need to do in that yeah. day, it, it actually makes you 30% more productive. Yeah, yeah, because your brain always goes to eight different directions at the same time. So meditation, this is what's about, uh, this is what it's about. Sorry, mm. so sometimes I'm making mistakes. This I need to learn more. English, I need to, yeah. maybe to do my one hour a day. But but yeah, to, to just, even if it's not music, just to, to make sure your brain is only doing one thing at a time. You can do the eight things, but not at the same time. I found that for me, uh, silence is very good. Uh, I would often feel, I'm hungry for knowledge. I'm always hungry to better myself. I see that. <laughs> so I used to fill every waking hour with podcasts, audiobooks, uh, pretty much anything I can get my hands on. Did it, did it change your life? It was too much. Because what you I found wanted out, to learn too many things at the same time. Well, if I can be vulnerable, um, what I found out after examining this afterwards is that um, I didn't like myself. So I didn't love myself. So I was trying to drown out my own thoughts. I'd rather hear some, somebody else. I didn't want to spend time with myself. But what I eventually found out, and even my family probably thought I, I liked podcasts or, or other people's, you know, listening to other people than actually spending time with them. That's... That's where I, that's where my head was at. So I had to make this conscious decision of, of uh, letting go and, and switching that around and giving myself some silence. And I'm talking like, I, I don't meditate in the sense of, uh, you know, doing chants or emptying my brain. All I do is I just spend some time in silence and I do creative thinking. So sometimes I'll be driving and I'll just shut off the, the radio and just think. I'll have a couple problems I have to deal with and I'll just let my mind... Uh, come to some creative solutions. And yeah. I find that if you don't have that silence, 
you can't have creativity. I'm sure it's the same with the music industry. If you're just listening to other people's music and you don't give yourself silence to actually create something of your own, you're never going to have creative thought. Silence is the best. Because when you hear so many songs, then creation is zero because you hear so many influences that, oh, I want to go there. Oh, yeah, this new song came out. I want to go there. Silence that's, is great. That's the same thing that I felt was that because I was filling my brain with all these ideas, I couldn't have my own original thoughts. When I had my own original thoughts, then I actually could share these with others. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm always sharing. Like I call myself the man of a million ideas, but only one life. So I, I don't mind giving away ideas because it's, it's a muscle. Just like writing a song becomes yeah. a muscle. And you do it. You gave some to that country uh, performer. And that's fine. Yeah. You, you'll have more. And yeah. the more you give, the more you get back. I think, I think uh, was it the... Maddox, it was uh, Caleb Maddox. Caleb Maddox, what's yeah, that? Yeah, he says, you don't succeed. Okay. You don't give because you succeed. You succeed because you give. That's true. And that what's was, the uh, song about, uh, from the Beatles? The love in the end, the love you give is the equal to the love you... I don't know. Yes. I, uh, on, no. on, on my second album, I have a song that says... Uh, The love that you get is equal to love that you the give, I think, or something. Love you give is life that you create. <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah. It's simple. It's cheesy. It's so true, though. Yeah. <laughs> so if I if I go back on our conversation, there's a few things that maybe we can take as a, our key points. Uh, one is that you took a chance. Oh yeah. You uh, you went to a different country. Uh, you, oh yeah. <laughs> you, you gave of yourself. You help you helped somebody else, but that came back. Yeah. So that was an interesting part. Uh, you were not an overnight success. You practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And you honed your talent so that when it was time to shine, you were able to shine in front of somebody that was influential and mm -hmm. got you on a show. And j j just for the fun of it, do you know why I was in Las Vegas? No, uh, well, what they told me on stage was that you couldn't make it last year. But oh yeah, I couldn't make it last last year, of course, I, because of the visa and whatever. But I was in Las Vegas because somebody discovered me on YouTube, invited me to San Francisco to mm -hmm. sing in front of a mastermind talk. So 100 uh, uh, entrepreneurs. Okay. But um, so Cole, the 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 guy who created Cole Hatter, yeah. yeah Thrive saw me at this event and invited me. Uh, and and another person saw me at Thrive and will invited me some somewhere else and then it's all a connection yes. it's all in link so if you if you always if you are always focusing on every event every event will bring you somewhere else so that's it <laughs> that, that's a man we can talk for another half hour just on that but connection it's it's all about who you know And what I, I mean, we met at a cocktail party before the event. Just Is that true? Yeah, it was before I, yeah, I we performed. Were, yes, because... Okay, uh, yes, 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 it was the first night, yeah. And, you, you know, you made yourself available. You weren't like a diva stuck in your room. Oh, uh, God, no. <laughs> which I don't know if that's uh, something that you're comfortable with being, like some people are introverts, some people are extroverts. Whether you're introvert or an extrovert, you, you, you went there and you made yourself available and you talked to people, you made some connections One thing that I, I found about you, which I really appreciated, is that when you speak to someone, you have a very good eye contact. You, you make them feel like they're the most important person in the room at that moment. That's 
very... I can die. <laughs> I can die now. <laughs> Whoa. It's, but it's true because there's a lot of people. And I, I was meeting other people. And it's one thing that I, I noticed. And people would be looking at me. But while they're talking to me, their eyes are going all over, all over the place. I hate this. They're, and what, what it's telling me is that I'm talking to you now. But I'm trying to see if somebody more important is in the room. And that, to me, just like disconnects right away. But for you, you we connected. Mm. And I'm sure that you do that with every single person. It's not because of me. I'm just another person there. Once again, it, 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 brings, us, it brings us back to where we started. When you work on only one thing in your mind, then you're more, more focused on music, but on people too. You know? We and I, and I think you to... attract, uh, like, music is, is a deep part of my life. And I think that's where we connected. That's mm -hmm. where I connected with uh, your, your writing partner too. He is amazing. Yeah. He's really great. And, uh, and I mean, then all of a sudden he saw that we were both living in St. Luke and he freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I freaked out too. So it was an interesting connection. But uh, that part of, about being at an event and connecting and, and really paying attention to the person that's there, even if there's other people that might be more important to you, by giving that attention, it creates a connection. And I, I find that the ones that do that, they attract those other people. You know, they the, come the, around. Like, the fact that you say that, I will remember all my life. I will remember how important that is. Thank you for saying that. I, actually, I, I can't. I'm going to give credit to Jason Gaynard. I was at... Okay, you know him. Jason Gaynard, of course, yeah. Okay, but this 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 is a guy... Oh, you're at MMT. Yeah. Yeah, this Mastermind is a guy Talks. that discovered me on YouTube and invited me. And we were six artists from all over the world. Uh, there was a guy from England... And we, 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 we got there for 24 hours in San Francisco. And one of us had to win $10,000. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, I'm so broke. I need to win this. And finally, I, I, I won. And this is why I was in, in L.A., uh, Las Vegas, sorry. Yeah. Because of uh, this oh, guy. Okay, so Cole was at Jason's event. Exactly. So Jason is really... Amazing, and he has this eye connection too. Yeah, well, he's the one that taught it, taught it to us. Okay. So he had an event in Toronto called the Super Connector Workshop. Uh, basically, we over the course of two days, we learned his system. How like he knows everyone, anybody, any of the speakers I talked to. Uh, oh, Jason, Gay you know Jason Gaynor? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like he's a super connector. Everybody wow. knows him. He hates that word, but how that's, did he do that? I, I would be curious. Did he write a book? Uh, it's coming. It's coming. He's doing these these workshops uh, that I attended the first one, and it was, uh, to be quite honest, I, I didn't think I got a lot of value out of it because it's all things that he says in his podcast. It's, he has a podcast called Community Made, and a lot of the stuff was things that he said in the podcast. But in retrospect, now that I look back, every single event I went to since that time, I've behaved differently. It actually sunk in more. Mm -hmm. And even though I heard it, By having it all packaged together in one, at one time, I was able to really take these things and apply them. Yeah. That's why uh, I was at the event and I, instead of looking for the most important person, which is probably say Cole Hatter, I didn't care about Cole Hatter. He was Because, too busy anyway. <laughs> yeah. He was really busy. And we ended up talking to Martha, his mom, and we connected with his mom. She's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And... I just focused on her because we, especially my wife, really connected and they bonded. Yeah. And then we didn't have to walk around looking for important people. They all came to us. 
Well, if you're looking about important people, you will miss important that, and people. And I found this, there's some people that could sense that they're really like, they just want to be recognized. But that the whole thing that, that Jason Gaynor gave me was this confidence of not needing that anymore. So I just let things happen naturally and I'll meet the people that I need to meet. Probably maybe the most important I met person I met was you because you're on my podcast. Or maybe, maybe. it's, uh, you know, Steve Sims I had great conversations with. Uh, and he's going to be on the podcast, I hope. Yeah. Keep your promise there, Steve. <laughs> so, uh, it, but it, sh it shows up differently. And Jason mm -hmm. Gaynard is the one that uh, taught me a lot of these things. So I'll be, wow. I don't mind sharing these things, but it's interesting that we have this connection mm -hmm. that even deeper than So uh, the word about this podcast is uh, connection. Connection. Podcast. Podcast. What's the word in French of that? Uh, our podcast. Our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a podcast. Sorry, I didn't know this word. Uh, you, you taught me this word, so thank you for teaching me this. So, yeah, so we, we talked about uh, uh, connection, and I think that's what um, obviously you did, and, and the, the steps that it's quite interesting to have that extra story mm -hmm. about uh, how you attended a corporate event and you, yeah. you brought your A game, you nailed it, and then you got brought yeah. to different events, and, and now you're, you keep using those connections yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to the, go the, further. So putting yourself out there. So you, you did that from the beginning. Discipline, not talent. Forget about talent. Talent is, you know, it's 10%. Mm -hmm. It's discipline and how to make connection with people, but not f fake connection. People see it when it's fake. Yes. Just like you said with the eye contact, just to, to feel vibration. I know it's a little bit sp spiritual here, mm -hmm. but... That's the most important thing, and to have a good lawyer also. Do you want to talk about this part? A good what? Lawyer. Oh, lawyer. lawyer. Sure. <laughs> well, uh, we, we talked about that right before, but I'm doing music, I'm working on my connection, everything, but you need to be... Um, music is also business, you know? You, you need to to make sure if that you want to work with, with the, this person, for example, mm -hmm. Because if you sign something, it can last for a really long time. You might be stuck, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think that um, all they're looking for is to get signed by a record label. This means nothing. Now This it means nothing. Before, it used to mean everything. That was the only way to get noticed. But now, everything has changed. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Because all the things that happened before this time, all this counsel that you got, you have to sign a label and... None of it works anymore. Well, it can work. A, la can a, la work. a label can help with distribution, but they're not going to do the marketing for you unless you're, unless they really, really want to work with you. But most of the time, they're just looking at what can I get out of it, and then you're left to do everything else. Yeah. So how does a lawyer help? <laughs> well, actually, uh, I got in trouble <laughs> with my first contract. Uh, you know the the label, the bankrupt yes, label. Yes. Which we won't name. Um, he got. Bought? Can we yeah, say yeah, that? Yeah, he got bought out uh, by another company. Or acquired by a billionaire. Okay. Okay. That bought my contract for like one dollar. Okay? okay. And when we met him for the first time to try to do something and work with him, okay, it was during the voice. Okay, it was the same week where everything was happening, and this guy told me, "I won't put a single penny on you unless you get rid of that stupid violence." It looks stupid on you. <laughs> so I, with that contract, I needed to work with this guy. Okay. This is everything but artistic. Yes. So you need to be surrounded with great people. If not, finally, I, I worked with, with another label. 
um, La Tribu, it's called in Montreal, and mm -hmm. they are looking for artistic reason. Um, do they do these little house concerts? I don't know, but they, they have uh, Robert Charlebois, Cabot okay. Fringant, and their success is based on what does the artist want. So not just statistics What's gonna sell and everything. Or... It, it, it still exists. And I, and I think in this day and age, correct me if I'm wrong, but people look for authenticity because we are, if we you're are not so authentic, many, so many artists. Yeah, but if you're not authentic, you don't stand out because you like you don't vibrate the same way. Mm -hmm. And if you're dying, a little piece of you inside that wants to do something and you're killing it, I think it comes out because you're not being your true self. I think that's true for an entrepreneur. And it's mm -hmm. true for your musician too. That's true. And sometimes you try experiences. Uh, you, you, for example, I, um, I uh, released this video uh, about me singing this song. And I, I was just like, is this me or not? I released it anyway. And it, got, uh, it, it didn't get a lot of views mm -hmm. uh, compared to, to the other videos. Because people seem to know that you are not sure about this, but you still release it. It's, mm -hmm. They know. Authenticity. Well, there you go. Well, I thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I learned a lot. Will I people listen to uh, 42 minutes of talking? For sure. <laughs> uh, we could probably go on for another hour, but I respect your time. I, I normally do a little bit shorter, but I, there was so much valuable content about uh, uh, practicing the craft. Practice is, is the major part of of success and talent only comes from a little bit uh, but talent also obviously helps and connections like you said is a, yeah another very important part by meeting uh, the right people and connecting on a certain mm -hmm. level uh, will take you to the next step in your journey I, I don't know if it helps to say that but um, let's see my music is like a company mm -hmm. right now I'm still after five years in my investment part mm -hmm. so you still need to, to invest 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 buy gear and everything you know i still don't make a lot of money but if you don't focus on money you will make money i think but yes you need to be careful too. i agree with that too two last questions oh two last okay i'm ready the first one is what's the worst advice you ever got about the music business burn my violin good and the other one is more of again a friend of jason's uh, and, and make, make, make my lips bigger also I'm oh sorry. yeah that's terrible <laughs> The Jason Gaynard, um, also a, a good friend of his, is uh, anyway. Uh, Trump? <laughs> no, this, he does the okay. perfect intro. I don't know. I need to get more into that. I need to listen to speakers and podcast more. <laughs> I'll I'll give you a few. And Jason yeah. Jason's uh, community mate is is a perfect one to start. The one question I want to ask you is, uh, if we were to open a bottle of champagne, one year from now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we're celebrating something that you just accomplished. What would that be? Okay. Um, of course, I, I want to release an album that's 100% me. I, I'm doing it right now. But one year from now, um, right now I'm working on, on a solo show, one woman show. Uh, working with Loop Station, piano, guitar, violin... SPDA6, which is a, an electronic drum, mm -hmm. and I do this all by myself. Right now, I'm not ready, but one year from now, I would like to fill concerts, to, to have people 
and experience that. tour the whole world with that. And then we can have our champagne bottle. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you to that. So that's from a, the question comes from Clay Bear. That's a good friend of, uh, of okay. Jason Gaines, okay. Okay. You remember. which might have been at one of those events because he's, he's, he was at the, the event with Jason too. He's a super nice guy. Love the guy. So thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, thank you so and much. And I will get back to you in a year and see how far oh, we've yes. come. Oh, yes. <laughs> so uh, actually, you know what? I'm just going to take the decision now that um, for every guest. Uh, One year from now. I'm going to do a little update. Just a little champagne moment update. This is perfect. So let's meet again in St. Luke. Or if, because we met in Las Vegas, we can meet like in Miami. We can meet. It can be anywhere. It can be. I'm all over the Paris. place too. Yeah, perfect. Well, so thank, thank you so for, much, and I wish for... you much success. But more than success, because we talked about success, I I want you to have the success that you want, which might not be money, but it might be doing the, what you love to do mm -hmm. and to reach more people, and I think that's going to happen. Wow, thank you it. so much. Nice Bye. having you. <laughs> Bye-bye. If you enjoy the show, share it with other musicians. Help us spread the word. Theme song written and performed by Wolves at Midnight. Thanks for listening to the Rockstar Today podcast. Now go out there and rock your business like you rock the stage.